and we're live. We're back. This is Steph, and here's the G-Man. So, the G -Man. Alan, welcome to the show, co-host. Thank you, sir. Gentlemen, man, whatever well, you want to call yourself. Well, it's, it's fitting now that we uh, we talk about the big thing everybody's been uh, clamoring to hear about, the uh, stimulus package. And uh, I want to get right into that, Alan. We're going to talk about that. I just want to get your views. So I'm going to banter back with you. We'll go back and forth. We got comedy tonight. We got open up the mind stories. We got, we got it all. So, yeah. But this is hot. This is hotter than a, a New York pistol, I guess, here. This info uh, can be found. How is, how, I want to know how hot a New York pistol is. It depends on time of night, time of the day. <laughs> gotcha. I think Chicago pistols are hotter. Okay. There's more All killings right. in Chicago, but we'll go there. We won't go there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We just, know, we just did, I think. But, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we shot that one down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, here we go. This is interesting. Later on, I'll put a link on the uh, live stream for this. So that way people can get it. I think people need to know. And we're going to share the, the bill, the uh, HR 748 bill from the 116th Congress. And i like to share with you where 96% of your tax dollars went. In, Alan, 96%. You didn't hear this story from the president, right? No. All right. Okay. So basically, this bill is the greatest heist in the story of the world being told tonight. <laughs> How much money was given to foreign countries? We're going to go into all of that. And uh, so I'll give you an example. We're, we're, going, to, we're, going, to, us, we're going to do this one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. You know, we're going to do the basics here. The American population, if you believe the census, is about 330 million people. And the stimulus package bill is for the amount of $2 trillion, Alan. Correct. If you divide the cost of the people versus the $2 trillion, every American citizen would get a check for $6,000 and change. Yeah, well, we right? ain't getting $6,000. Right. Instead, they're talking about the possibility of getting $1,400 yeah. To each where's, adult where, under a certain where's, income. Where's the four other forty six hundred going? Per person. That's a good question. And nobody's asking that question. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ask some questions tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the breakdown, which may give some of the listening audience a nervous breakdown. Three hundred million is going to migrant and refugee assistance programs. So this is a, that's a lot of money for a catch and release program, right? Correct. Are they ever going to see it? Does make you wonder, right? Yeah, whose pockets are going in? Here's another one for you. $10,000 per person for student loan bailout. Can I sue them for the two years of college I went that I paid for myself? Yeah, we got to put that on the list of addendums, you know, to make changes here. I got another one for you. $100 million to NASA. Why? Who knows? Because they can. 
Here's a good one for you. This is going to make you think. $20 billion to the United States Postal Service. Because? Why the hell not? Because they're going bankrupt. That's why, because they don't know how to run it. So you think about the $20 billion that they're getting. Maybe that part of that is, uh, you know, uh, a reward for the election fraud. <laughs> well, you know, my dad knew the guy who started the UPS. And he said the U.S. Postal Service put him in business. That's how good of a job they did, huh? <laughs> yep. And, of course, he's a multimillionaire now, of course. Billionaire, maybe. Hmm. Smart guy. Yeah. Well, UPS has profited, and the U.S. Post Office has not profited. So, obviously, somebody's doing something right and somebody's doing something wrong. I agree with you. Here we go. $1 billion are given to the airline recycle and save program. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. So, if you own a small business, are they going to bail you out? I don't think so. No. Well, they Here's did this a, with the car dealers too. When things were tough, they they bailed them out too. So, what the hell? We're we got money to listen. We just keep printing money, keep putting us farther in debt, and you know, eventually we're gonna run out of money. Our money would be worth the dollar would be worth about a nickel. So, that's what they're heading for. Here's a good one for you. Couple this with the airline uh, billion, twenty five million to the FAA for administrative costs. So they already what gave him a billion dollars. Now they want to give him $25 million on top of that. For what administrative cost? For doing what? The cost I got of some, doing business? I got some interesting stuff as we go forward here. 400. Now, we we met on the Amtrak, right? So, you know, right. we, we have a good experience with taking the Amtrak. But listen to how Amtrak was rewarded. $492 million were given to the National Railroad Passenger Corporation, which is Amtrak. And right. they also were given, coupled with that, to dovetail with that, $526 million in grants directly to Amtrak. So that's almost a billion dollars that they got right there. Well, I hope they upgrade the cars and the food on a long-distance uh, train ride because the food <laughs> we had was terrible, goddammit. And the seats were terrible. So Yeah, yeah, they got to do something. With that money now, there's no reason why we can't be styling and profiling in one of their cabs. <laughs> well, let's let's see if they upgrade their their uh, trains, which I don't think is going to happen, but that's besides the point. And make yeah. them safer, by the way, too. But I don't think that's going to happen either. Yeah, I'll go for the safer, yeah. $926 million they got from the government. Right. Let's see what they do with it or where it's going. I'm sure it's going to go, a lot of it's going to go in somebody's pocket. Mm -hmm. I guarantee okay. it. Yeah. Now, here's another one for you. <clears throat> $300 million was given to the endowment for the arts. That's a lot of money for the arts. Yeah. Another $300 million for the endowment for the humanities. $15 million was given to the Veterans Employment Training when the GI Bill is already giving people uh, training. Are so they actually it, train, but are they actually spending that money to train people? Yeah, that's a good, good point as well. Here's one you'll like here. Yeah. $300 million to the public broadcasting NPR network, which is now pretty much bought by the Democrats. Correct. So the Democrats basically gave themselves $300 million. Yes. Here's another nice one for you. $500 million 
to museums and libraries. Hello, they're not even open. You know. And why? And why are we giving them five hundred million dollars for what? To keep them closed. <laughs> keep them closed, or are they going to redo? They're going to put new paintings on the wall? What? Exactly. And who the hell knows where they're going? You know what they're going to use the money for? I mean, you have no and, idea. And, and new books. Right. Well, less books because they want to digitize the books, so they right. don't even so, need any books. Right. So they don't. They doesn't need. They really don't need that kind of money, do they? I don't think. No, I, I really don't. Here you go. Here's a good one for you. Four hundred and thirty-five million for mental health support. And what okay. the hell does that mean? Yeah, exactly. Thirty billion. Thirty billion for Department of Education stabilization fund. So the foundation is isn't set there, so they got to stabilize them with thirty billion. I thought they had stabilizers on the car, not not on not on education, but we'll, we won't go there. Here we go: two hundred million to safe schools emergency response to violence program. Is it that much violence in schools? Well, most schools now have metal detectors, and few have police officers in them. And a few in Jersey actually have barbed wire fences around them because I saw them. So, <laughs> I don't mean to pick on some schools, but there's a school that I know of that's got barbed wire all around it, about eight feet, 10 feet high, maybe 12 feet high. So <laughs> maybe they're going to put new barbed wire around it now. Electrify yeah. it, maybe. Maybe they're going to electrify it. Yeah. State of Confusion, part two, New York, New Jersey. Here's one for yeah. you. This I don't understand. Thirteen million dollars was given to Howard University. Why? I have no idea. Here's a good one for you. Nine million miscellaneous dollars are given to the Senate for expenses. They don't do anything anyway. What the hell do they need expenses for? There you go. And here's another so nice one. They gave money to themselves, basically. Yeah, that's what they paid themselves. Here's a good one here. $100 million are given to the essential air carriers. So all the major carriers that go back and across the country, they're rewarded with $100 million. And what were they given? They were given more money in the beginning when you first said something about the airlines. So they got more money on top of that. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. $40 billion to take responsibility to Workers and Families Act. What, what the hell mean? does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Okay, you know what it sounds like? Let's, let's, direct, circle, let's circle jerk back to that. It sounds like a direct payment for the workers, but it's not. Yeah. And of course not. No. It's just said. Okay, here we go. It's pure bullshit, which is what the name of the show is. That's why we got we to gotta roll with this here. Now, here, this is a good one for the seniors out there. And I'm a senior. Yeah, here you go. So am I. $720 million to Social Security Administration. But here's the kicker. Out of the $720 million, only $200 million is to help the people, and the rest is for administrative costs. So the administration gets 500000 and the people who are on Social Security get about 200000 That makes sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah, take care of the people. Take care of yourself, and then don't worry about the people, basically. This one you're going to like here, man. $25 billion, right, for transit infrastructure. And this can be found on page 169. I could have quoted some of the pages. But here it is, $25 billion for transit infrastructure. 
How long do you think it's going to take to get New Jersey's potholes, you know, repaired and all the other stuff? Let about alone 30 years. About 30, 30 years. years. But they got 30, 25 billion dollars to do. <laughs> and there's only about six guys that do it, and they're all related. Actually, they get all the big contracts. And I won't mention any names because I know some of them. Okay. I might get bumped off. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They might use some of the next one. Three million dollars for maritime administration. So yours would be maritime maintenance. They would have like you know made you walk off the uh, Jersey off Shore. The plank. Off the plank. Walk <laughs> off, off the, the plank. plank. Yeah. Take, a, take a, a long walk on a short pier. That's right. We well, got a lot of piers there in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Some pick one. Others. Pick one. Pick one. Okay. Yeah. A few of them got wiped out in, in Storm Sandy, but they rebuilt them. That's a good thing that they rebuilt them. Some of them took one, them about his, 12 years, though. Yeah, that's a long time. But now that they got the money from this stimulus package? They'll rebuild them again. Sure. <laughs> we, we they're go. not strong enough. Let's rebuild it again. Now that we got extra money, let's redo them again. Just for the hell of it. All right, here's one here for you. This make you go, hmm. $5 million for salaries and expenses for the office of the inspector general. What, what the hell does he need $5 million for? Well, it's on page 172, but yeah, what's, that's what I what's, wonder. What's his salary, about half a million dollars a year? <laughs> but he needs more money. Needs more money. Here you go. And this is a sad point right here. $2.5 million for public and Indian housing. And this can be found on page 175. These people who who who, who, who founded this Indian? country, the American Indian, oh, 2.5 million for Indian housing. And what, don't they own all the casinos pretty much? That's what you're led to believe. Yeah, and they're getting all the money from the casinos supposedly? No, they're not. No, no. Uh, if I was doing a conspiracy show tonight, I would tell you what's happening. Anyway. I think, they, I think uh, we should bring back the buffalo. The buffalo, yeah. The buffalo. Yeah. Well, you know why they killed all the buffalo? To starve uh, the Native Americans, to starve them. To That's use them for anger steaks. Well, maybe later on, but uh, they made sure they killed uh, their food source and their, their clothing supply because that's what right. they used. To... That's what they used, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. hides and stuff, yeah. Yep. So moving forward here, $315 million for State Department diplomatic programs. What are you doing? The state's going overseas or what? Yeah, it's like I'm watching a movie, a lethal weapon movie, you know, with the illegal Krugerrands here going back right. and forth. Yeah. Hey, here you go. Here's one for you. $95 million for the Agency of International Development. We don't have, we don't develop international relations or what? We got to, we got to spend $95 million more? Right. Here you go. $300 million for international disaster assistance. What happened to America? Why do we care about what happens in, in another country for? Let's take yeah. care of America first. Well, you know, I called Mr. Biden, backwards Biden, a puppet on the string. So he's just, he's just, you know, he can't, he can't. I'm surprised he actually banned Dr. Seuss because that's the only books he comprehended. <laughs> Matter of fact, Dr. Yeah. Seuss came out with a new, with a new book. There's a puppet in the White House. <laughs> There's so many rumors going on about what's going on right now with the white house and uh we'll, we'll save that for another show 90 million for the peace corps 
We're at war right now. So we need a Peace Corps? No offense, but maybe a peace pipe. The, tell me what the Peace Corps is doing right now. If well, they yeah, they can, use, they can have a peace pipe because now it's legal marijuana in New Jersey. So. Well, that's they right. Yeah. Well, the government's got to get their hand in everything. So, uh, of course. This is one that will make you laugh. Everybody's going to laugh at this one. $25 million for cleaning supplies for the Capitol building. I kid you not. Page 136. It's that big, huh? <laughs> I know janitorial service is doing for about $200 a week. <laughs> they got how many? $95 billion? $25 million for cleaning supplies. Million. I mean, what is this? Cleaning supplies. Industrial strength? <laughs> I tell you what, I like to have, I like to know who they're using because man, that guy's making a lot of money. Yeah, here's one here: seven point five million to the Smithsonian Institute for additional salaries. Are they hiring me? Yeah, just just dig up a fossil, you know, like a, you know. I think Biden's a fossil. <laughs> he needs to be put in the Smithsonian. He's he's ancient. Yeah, we're going to talk about him in a minute here. Yeah, 35. Not much to talk about. Not much to talk about. <laughs> he probably didn't say too much either. Here we go. No, he didn't say a whole lot. 35 million to the JFK Center for the Performing Arts. You know, it's amazing. They killed the son of a gun in a triangular crossfire, and they and now they want to honor him with this JFK Center for the Performing Arts. Yeah. <laughs> this is sad, you know. Here's one for you. $25 million for additional salary for the House of Representatives. So here it is. There's 435 House of Representatives. Right. If you divide it by the money doled out, the $25 million, it's a total of $57,000 for each you know, congressman there. On top the of their salaries. On top of their salaries. Are you kidding me? So some, are, some, are, some of them are going to buy new Teslas now. <laughs> Tesla's, Tesla's worth going to go up another uh, $30 million. Here's one for you. $3 billion to upgrade the IT department at the Veterans Administration. Why wasn't it upgraded before this? It makes you wonder. I mean, really, I mean, don't wouldn't you think the Veterans Administration would need more uh, concerning yeah. the patients and their care and their equipment and all the things that they need? Well, that's because they, they really don't care about the veterans. They could care less. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <clears throat> Five million community planning and development. What does that well, mean? We, we can't plan. We can't plan without the five million. <laughs> Well, if you work, you plan, you plan, you work, and you get to five million, then you plan not to fail. <laughs> yeah, it might take twenty-five years to do the plan, though. Yeah. Yeah, well, you can get an extended warranty on it. <laughs> Here we go. Two point five. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, and all the other things from the past that you didn't pay that you can, you, know, you just can walk away from. You know, you let's get that grace period. And you can even you know, give them your old ex-girlfriend named Grace as a as a trade in there. 
There we go. I didn't have I didn't have anybody named Grace actually. Oh, you didn't. Okay. I worked with somebody named Grace years ago. I'm not going to go there tonight because this is uh, the past. Is the past. There we go. And the future is the future. And the future is the future. Two point five million for Office of Housing. Wait, there is an Office of Housing or what? Yeah. What's What's his title? What's his name? So, this is amazing. So now, my question is. I've shared all this with you about the bill, the 748 bill that was just passed. What does any of this, all of this, has to do have with to do COVID-19 virus? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. This bill is one of the greatest heists in the history of our country. We need Bonnie and Clyde back. Exactly. Well, we need, you know, Willie Sutton to go back and steal the money out of the bank because Willie said, Well, why do you rob banks? Because that's where the money is. So we got to get Willie to get our money back. <laughs> we need Al Capone back. So I'm sure Biden didn't talk about any of these issues that I just no, covered, right? Of course not. Nothing about that. No. Just how he's getting the vaccine out and how everybody's getting $1,400. And, uh, you know, like my father told me. You know, we had to move and how I feel bad for people and all the people that passed away. We know all this stuff. And we know about Joey. When you were younger, your father had to get a job out of town because, uh, you know, his, his job shut down. We heard that story, Joey. <sighs> I got to think I start a book, the story of Joey. Well, you know, this is, is, is so sad, Alan, what we just chatted about. But you know what? This is the reality of, of what's just happened. But. If you're not paying attention, you snooze, you lose on this one because there's a lot going on that uh, people got to fess up for. You can't, you know, you can't get away with murder, and you surely can't get away with uh, the, uh, the 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 levity, you know, the amount of, of uh, theft in this bill yeah. just boggles your your imagination. So you know, about, he, didn't about talk, this. he didn't talk about the theft of the, in the bill. He didn't talk about the immigrants coming in through the borders. You know, he promised people are going to get shots. Listen, I am 1B. I can't get a freaking shot. The shots, by the time they hit Jersey, the appointments are already jammed up. You can't even get in. And I'm not going to sit on a computer all freaking day. I've already, I'm, on, I'm on like six sites that I've been registered with, including the state of New Jersey and the government one. And so far, I can't get a shot. And I'm 1B. So, whatever. I don't believe half the things this guy's saying. I don't think he knows what he's saying. And in my opinion Pelosi's running this country not him so that's just well, my opinion there's a lot of people that think that they got two white houses they got a studio at castle rock there in culver city where they have a fake set for the white house filming some of these shenanigans so there's right. there's some stuff that's out there that is is far-fetched you know, sometimes the truth is stranger than fiction. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here doing comedy and, and enjoying myself tonight. Uh, stories. We got stories. We got stories. We got stories. Alan, let's flip the switch here. Okay. Joke get man. Funny man. Yeah, yeah, get get funny. Some, we were serious get some, for a while. Now we're, now we're going to have some comedy. Well, before we do, let, 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 let me get over okay. there. We were going to talk about the Wizard of Oz and some characters in Wizard of Oz and who they remind you of, you know? Okay, yep, we know so who that I, is. All right, so if I said the Cowardly Lion, who would come to mind? Political. No, it could be Chuck the Schmuck. Could be Andrew Cuomo. Could be. Cool. Could be any 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 of the you know any of the the major people in the news right now. You know. 
And what about the uh, the Tin Man? Tin Man, that well, that could be. Well, that, again, that could be Chuck the Schmuck. That could be Phil Murphy. Who knows? That's you Joe know. Biden, you know, the Tin Man. Uh, Joe Biden might be the Straw Man. He doesn't have a brain. And what about uh, who would Dorothy be? Dorothy, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Could be Fancy Nancy. I don't know. I don't know. She's not in Kansas anymore. That's for damn sure. Well, that the press that could secretary. Be AOC. That could be that could be AOC. You know, she's brain dead too. You know. Yeah, but but the, that could be like um, Donald Trump's old uh, press secretary. Yeah, Kelly. 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 Right. She was a smart lady. She was a very smart lady. Yeah. I liked that. She, she, she was pretty she cool. She didn't. She didn't say we're going to circle jerk back to that all the time. She faced yeah. questions head on. You know? That she did. Yeah. You know, I, I look at all the trouble now that's going on, like New York with the the governor. Now he's got himself into with the with these women. You know, so I'm looking at it and his response. One of the things is. Uh, the people elected me, and I'm not going to step down. Well, you make a lot of money. You've been there like since 14 years. I mean, I never, you know, in the old days when they first set up, you know, the governments, they wanted people to do one term and leave and go right. back to private society, whereas these right. guys want to be lifers. And uh, I, 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 asked, I asked one question. Nobody, with all these accusations are coming out about Cuomo, he lived with Sandra D, the chef, for 14 years. She fled and went to California. Nobody has asked her why she left. Nobody. I think I think I think I I can figure out why she left. Yeah, she probably knew he was playing around and didn't want to deal with it. Well, she claims when she left, she claimed that she didn't want to be in a political eye. But she was with him for 14 years. She knew he had a political career. So I believe there's something else is going on. But nobody's going to California to ask her. Why not? Well, you know, uh, after we talked about this, I said, you know, I had this book I was reading about Chinese horoscopes. I said, let me pull up Andrew Cuomo's month, year, and uh, day, the month that he's born, and see what it comes up in the Chinese uh, astrology. What animal? So he came up as a uh, a, a rooster, right? Now, I laugh because a rooster is up, the first one up in the morning, right? And he's out there saying, my cock will do, my cock will do. And he, as, as a rooster, is, is using his beak and he's trying to right. peck around at all these women. So being the macho, you know, uh, uh, big, big rooster, he got right. himself in trouble because his machismo, you know, Ran out of luck, ran out of luck for him. And I I cracked up. I said, man, I said, and I look at him. I said, yeah, he does remind me of a rooster, you know, and he's probably up in the morning plotting where he's going to find his next victim. I mean, girlfriend. (laughs) Right. Very possible. You know, but, you know, that's a good thing to find out why she, why she left him. And, you know, she went across the country. She didn't go, she didn't go to Chicago or Atlanta or Florida. She went to California as far away as possible. You know, I I, I think I have an idea. This is probably a conspiracy twist on this, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Why not? But uh, what if she knew ahead of time that he was going to get everybody on lockdown with uh, this pandemic, whatever, and make everybody a prisoner in New York? And uh, she didn't want to be a part of that. So she decided she's going to get away from him when she got wind of. Maybe she found out about his 
indiscretions and said, hey, you know what? I had enough of this crap. I put up over 14 years. Now it's time to move on. Well, you know, I think it might have been that, that nipple ring that he's got. You know, maybe she saw that. Go, oh, wait a minute. He doesn't wear that with me. Well, maybe you know? she got her hair caught, caught in it one night. <laughs> and... I can't pull some hair out and said, oh, that's enough of this. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. You never know. We don't have nothing from Fredo uh, Cuomo either lately, have we? Oh, you mean the the brother? Mr. Krista Whackjob Cuomo. You know, yeah. I got I got to tell you, I was looking up his information too. I said while I was at it, I found out that he's born on uh, August 9th of 1970. He's like 17 years younger than his older brother, the Rooster. But he's uh, astrologically on the the regular stars, Leo, the Lion, and right. uh, in the Chinese horoscope, he's the Dog. Right. So. When I look at this all, it gives me a kind of makeup as to what these two guys are like. And neither one are playing with a full deck. They're probably playing with just a box, I would imagine. But it gives me a good idea how why Chris would want to lead. You know, he wants to be out in the lead role. And ego is a very big uh, part of this, I think. I think is he, he couldn't leave his ego at the door if he wanted to. You know, it has to come with him. I don't think either one of them could fit through the door, period. <laughs> don't matter. Their egos are too big, you know. They get stuck yeah. trying to go through the through the door hole, you know, the door. Well, everything will come out in the wash, but the the thing is the broadcasting that we see today, and and uh, I have to say this: Donald Trump was right on, spot on, right when he talked about fake news and what mm -hmm. you're being told and what you're getting, and he did his best to bring the economy back, and he did bring it back. Yeah, he, he did bring it back. And a lot of people could not believe just how efficiently things were running. So they had to shut him down any which way they could. And they did. He was not a politician. He was stopping them from putting money in their pocket. I don't agree with everything he said or did, but he did everything for the, tried to do everything for the American people. He was a businessman. He didn't need our money. He didn't have to take bribes. He didn't have to take any lobbyist money. And that's why they shut him down because he stopped them from taking money, and and they didn't want they didn't want somebody an outsider in their in their circle, you know. So. Yeah, he he did a very masterful thing when he and his team figured out how to uh, win the electoral college vote in that 216 election, right. and because they figured it an end around to do it, right, right, which they didn't think possible. But he pulled it out, and he did it in a very masterful way, as I said. And he was a general. He, he just outmaneuvered the Democratic right. Party. And that's right. another thing why they, the FBI went after him as well, because, you know, they're, uh, they're the watchdogs, and they had to find something. Well, after three, four years, they didn't find anything either. Everything they said right. about him, racist, this, that, the other. All unproven, right. all unproven, and right. that you know they just couldn't deal with the fact that an outsider, you know, was running the house, you know, running running the show. Right. And, and now, who knows what you got? Probably a puppet. Well, we know what we got. We got we got a puppet in the White House. That's Dr. Seuss's new book. <laughs> Jim Carrey in a mask. <laughs> Forget the mask. That's just. Forget Jim Carrey. That's just a mask, period. 
I don't know. The world is really turning upside down. It's making me mashugana, my friend. <laughs> Not hard to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. It doesn't take me much to go over the edge there. Right. So what you got, Alan? What you got for me? Well, first we got some stories about Lyft and about my my dating stories. But before we do that, we have to have a disclaimer that says we're going to change the names to protect the guilty in these stories. Okay, so some of the stories and names we're discussing tonight have been changed to protect the guilty. Right. All right, so well, now we I clarified that. We, we won't, I, I really won't mention any names. I'll just say initials and, and where they live, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> Should I duck now? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. So one of the stories is, and this is a, a dating story, and, you know, I, I've been on, online and offline dating for off and on about 12 years, maybe. And I go on, and I go off, and it just so happens I met somebody very nice lately, and, and she's a really sweet lady, and so far everything's good. But anyway, I got some some horror stories, and if you can believe these, these are true because I wrote them down, and I'm not making this up. So these are true stories. Um, one in particular that I, I can never forget is that I meet this lady online. We meet in a Fridays because these women want to meet somewhere uh, where there's a crowd, uh, whatever in public in case something happens they can scream rape i don't know what the hell they're gonna do anyway uh but anyway so i meet this lady and we're talking all night and everything's good and uh she likes me i like her she lives nearby she says text me when you get home so on the way home i would live about a half hour from there maybe 20 minutes and i text her and say listen i had a great time looking forward to seeing you again and at dinner she had told me that her dog was going for surgery the next day so I said to her, you know, at the end of the night, I said, I hope, you, I hope your dog makes out okay. You know, I'm an animal lover and I'm a dog lover. I've had dogs most of my life. And um, so the next morning, I, I, I say good morning to her. I had a great time last night. I reiterate, you know, you seem like a nice lady. Looking forward to seeing more of you. And I hope your dog makes out again. Uh, makes out okay. So somewhere around, this is about 9 o'clock in the morning. And somewhere around 3 o'clock, I get a text from her saying, I can't see you anymore. So I said, did I say something wrong? Did I do something wrong? Because you seem to like me and you said I was a good guy. And she answers with, no, you're too concerned about my dog. Really, lady? <coughs> what was really going on in your life? Because it wasn't the dog. Because most women, <coughs> excuse me, would say that uh, the guy's let me get a drink of water. Um, compassionate <coughs> because uh, he likes my dog, you know. So that's just one that I can't ever forget, you know. And um, hold on a second. I got to take a drink of water. I'm choking here for whatever reason. I think it's this, the bill, the 748 bill. Yeah, it probably, it probably choked me up. Yeah. It went up the wrong way. Yeah, it went down the wrong pipe. Yeah. But anyway. So here's another one that I can never forget. And um, I don't actually remember the lady's name. How do you like that? But we met at a diner that we both, she, first of all, our host shots online were from the waist up. And we met at a diner uh, near my house, which <coughs> she knew and she wanted to meet. And she gets out of the car and I see her and she 
kind of blows up from the waist down, but nothing. But still, you know, I give her a chance. I say, hey, you know, just because she's a little bigger than I expected, you know, um, doesn't mean she's not a bad person. And she tells me to that she um, her, her husband died like five, five or six years ago. And I'm the first guy that she's ever met online. But before she met me, she had to she was about 60 years old. She had to run it past her son, who's 35 years old, I believe. And is married with a child, but he had to, she had to make sure it was OK with him to meet me. Now, you're 60 years old, lady. You shouldn't have to check with anybody, number one. So I said to her, listen, you know, I'm the first guy you met out here. I don't think you really know what's going on out here. And I don't think you're ready for this yet, but I'm going to tell you a little what's going on out here. I said, first of all, you only took pictures from the waist up, which is really not fair to a guy because he'd like to see a little more of you. <laughs> and maybe he wouldn't want to, maybe he wouldn't want to go out with you because you're a bigger woman on the bottom. But some guys don't care. And I really don't care if you're a nice person. I really don't care. Okay. Um, and second of all, you got to check with your 35 year old son to let him know you could meet me. There's something wrong here because you shouldn't have to check with anybody. You're 60 years old. You do what the hell you want. You're a grown woman. So I said, let me ask you a question. I said, I don't mean to be mean. I don't mean to be nasty. But uh, most guys out here after the fourth or fifth date are going to want to go to bed with you. What are you going to do? I said, are you going to have to ask your son if it's okay? And she said, why are you being so nasty? I said, I'm not being nasty. I just want you to know what's going on out here. And if you don't know what you're going to do, come the fourth or fifth date, the guy's not going to stay around too long. Take my word for it, no matter how nice you are. And she said to me, so I guess you're not going to have dinner tonight with me. I said, no, I'm going to have dinner, but you're probably not going to see me again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because about a year ago, she contacted me again. I guess she forgot. I was in and off a of site and I went on the site and I said, oh, did you remember we went down this road once before? And it didn't work because you didn't know what you were doing. Um, another one, I met this lady online. She lived in the town I grew up in. And um, she was okay. She wasn't nothing special, but she was okay. And I figured I'd give her a chance. And I picked her up at her house. She said I could pick up her house. We went. I think we went to eat dinner somewhere. I don't really remember the date, to be honest with you. But she said to me, you know, I really don't like that you're wearing jeans and a nice shirt. Why don't you dress a little nicer? And then the next words out of her mouth was, you have an Italian haircut. I don't know <laughs> what Italian haircut means, but you, you don't even know me. Come on. What are you doing? I mean, you're talking about my clothes. And I wasn't dressed. I don't dress like a slob. I, dress, I like to wear jeans now. And I always have a nice shirt or a nice sweater with it. You know, I don't, I don't, I thought like they were holy or dirty. You know, I just jeans that I wear, dress jeans. And um, my hair, well, my haircut's the way it is. I don't know. I don't know what an Italian haircut is as opposed to a Jewish haircut or a Puerto Rican haircut. I don't know. But she apparently didn't like my hair and my clothes. So that didn't go anywhere real quick, you know. So those, those are some that I, I just, you just can't forget, you know what I mean? And there's many, many more, but we'll save some of them for later on. Well, you and couldn't then, make a love connection there, that's for sure. Well, with any of those, I couldn't make a love connection, you know. Oh, there's one more I got. I can't. Re I can't forget. Uh, this is. This is like one of the. Well, there's a couple, but this one was pretty. 
pretty decent. I don't know. Oh, well, there's two really that I should, I should talk about. Um, I meet this lady online. Uh, online, she's a very pretty blonde, blonde girl, and we live about an hour apart. So we decide to meet halfway between the two of us. What happened, Steph? You got knocked off, Steph? No, no, I'm giving you uh, the whole screen. Oh, okay. Um, so we meet about halfway between her house and my house. She picks a place, and she gets lost going there. But she picked the place. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So she had told me that she had a house in Florida. So I'm waiting about a half hour. I'm not going to wait too much longer because half hour, it's enough. And so I see this nice Lexus pull up with Florida plates. And I assume it's her. Um, and this nice blonde comes out. And she's really built real nice. Very pretty girl. And we go have drinks. And she's telling me that she lost her husband like four or five years ago. Um, and... Um, she goes down to Florida um, every three or four months. And so we have dinner and everything's fine. She says, you're a great guy. She said, you know, I'm going to Florida in a couple of weeks and I really don't like to drive down by myself. So I said, I'll tell you what, I'll drive down with you. We'll do what we got to do on the way down. You know, we're adults. She said, yeah, and I'll fly you back. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. So we agreed to that and then Again, I text her on the way home. You're nice. Look, you're a nice lady. You're pretty. You're smart. You're sexy. Whatever. And you know, I'm looking forward to seeing more of you. And she says to say, "Oh, you're a nice guy. You treated me like you know, like a queen. And you know, you you seem like a really good guy." And the next morning, I say good morning to her. I hope you have a great day. And she says, "You know what? Uh, I don't think there was a love connection last night." Wait a minute. I was driving to Florida at nine o'clock at night, and at nine o'clock in the morning, you're telling me. There's no love connection. What happened in between? Did you step on your boyfriend? Did you use me for a dinner and drinks? I don't know. Something, something was going on there. And now this one, this one recently happened about a year ago. Um, I was seeing a lady for about a month and a half. And it was about um, Valentine's Day last year. And she says she has a free room at Harris down in Atlantic City and she wants to take me down there for for say a Valentine's Day. So I buy her a dozen roses, she buys me a little something, we get cards and um, I stayed at her house a couple of weekends before this. And we get to Harris and we spend overnight there and we gamble a little bit, we watch a show, we go to a show and we come home the next day and uh, we kind of just hang out because we're kind of beat from from uh, Harris. And um, the next morning we wake up and I told her we were gonna I was gonna take her to breakfast to this place that um, we both liked, not too far from our house. And she goes, no, 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 we don't have to go. And the phone's ringing and it's on the dresser and we're in bed and it's ringing and ringing and ringing for like five or seven minutes. I'm saying, how come you're not answering it? And she tells me there's a robocall. There's a, probably a robocall. Well, it's a Sunday. You usually don't get robocalls on Sunday. But I just kind of stuck that in the back of my head. So we, we go to breakfast and we meet a guy that I haven't seen in about 25 years that she knew most of her life. And we start talking about the drug business and the wholesale drug business, which I used to be in. And um, anyway, so we get back to her house. And one of my friends at the time was in the hospital. And I wanted to go see him. She knew that. She goes, listen, I'm going to go take a nap. Why don't you go see your friend and we'll talk later on, you know? 
And she said she was going uh, about five or six o'clock to a friend of hers. How a um, bunch of like two or three girls were going out to dinner. So I said, okay, no problem. So I left and I sent a text to her. Hey, I had a great time. Thank you for taking me to Atlantic City. I'm looking forward to seeing you more. You know, we've been going out for a month and a half. Everything's good. And I hear nothing. And I literally actually went around the corner from her house when I sent this text. And I get no response. And I have about a 45-minute ride home, maybe. Yeah, about 40 minutes ride home. And so 40 minutes goes by. I get no re no return text. I thought to myself, did she fall asleep as soon as I left or what? You know, like, really? I basically out the door. And I, I did this text. So anyway, um, I call her later on, and there's no answer. And I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And so my, my antennas are going up. And now it's about 5 o'clock. And I figure she should be home by 7 because she didn't go that far. I know where she went. And so the, the, the place that she went, I, I had eaten there with her. And I call her about 7 o'clock. I get no answer. And I'm saying, oh, she's not home yet. What the hell's going on? But anyway, so I wait till about nine o'clock and I call her again and she answers the phone. She goes, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, are you OK? I haven't heard from you since one o'clock this afternoon. And I've been texting and calling you all freaking day. And I'm kind of concerned. Um, and she says to me, you know, I, I have something to tell you. So I'm like, OK, Dad, tell me. So when I when we first dated in the in the beginning of January or maybe late December, no, I guess it was the middle of January, first beginning of January, she told me that she was she had been skyping with a guy in Chicago, but she didn't like the guy, uh, and I can't cut him off because he you know he's he's depressed and he lives with his mother and he's telling me his whole story and whatever. She said, well, you know, I'm having surgery Thursday, uh, minor surgery Thursday, and you said you're going to come over on a weekend and take care of me. I said, well, yeah, you're having surgery, and we've been going out for a, you know, a month and a half, whatever. It's the right thing to do. She said, well, I have a problem with that. So I said, what's the problem? Well, remember the guy that I told you about in Chicago when we first met? I go, yeah. Well, I've been Skyping with him the whole time I've been with you. So I said, wait a minute. You've been sleeping with me. And Skyping with him. What else have you been doing with him? And I said, was he the one that called this morning that you wouldn't answer the phone? She goes, no, 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 no. Well, of course it was. I know it was. So I said, so what's the problem? Well, he wants to come take care of me. He wants to fly in. And you've never met him. You've been talking to him about two, three months. You haven't met him. And he wants to come in and take care of me. He wants to fly in Thursday morning to take care of me for the next couple of days. So I said, wait a minute. So you're sleeping with me. And you're Skyping with him, and you can't decide who you want to take care of you when you come out of the hospital. So she said, yeah. I said, so when are you going to make this decision? So she said, well, I'm going to make it the night before I go to the hospital. And so I said, it sounds like you have a tough decision because you've been sleeping with me and Skyping with him. And who knows what else you've been doing with him on Skype? I don't know. Uh, no, no, we have never done anything on Skype. <laughs> well, I don't believe that, but whatever. So I don't sleep well Sunday night. And I wake up Monday morning and I decide I'm going to make this decision for, and I'm going to make it real easy. So I said, uh, her name start with an L. I'm not going to say her name because she'll, if she listens to this, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about and she won't be happy, but she knows it's the truth. So we'll leave her name out of it. It's just, her name is L start with an L. That's all I'm going to say. So she's one of the guilty we talked about in that disclaimer. That's correct. She's one of the most guilty of one actually. 60-year-old woman playing a game like this. So I, I send her a text. I said, listen, I'm going to make this decision for you. Very simple. 
and very easy. I said, I don't know what game you're playing, but you're not playing it with me. Have this guy fly in from Chicago and take care of you because I want nothing to do with you. I've blocked you on Facebook. I've blocked you in my phone list. I blocked you possibly everywhere possible that I can. So leave me alone. Let the guy fly in from Chicago and take care of you. Well, P.S., I don't know what happened, but about three or four months later, she saw me on a, on a, on a dating site and she tried to contact me and I wouldn't, I blocked her. I actually told the administrator of the, what, that the, the woman is a complete a-hole in plain English. I don't call too many people that. But what kind of game are you playing at 60 years old? You know, it's like you're a teenager, like you're 18 or, or 19 years old. You're going to play a game like that with somebody, you know. And I had told her in the beginning, I said, listen, I tell all the women I meet, and, and I don't bullshit this, that if you don't like what you see or you don't hear what you see, tell me. You know, I'm 6'2". My shoulders are pretty broad. Okay, a lot can roll off on your shoulders. Okay, I'm not going to get offended. I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand. Okay, I know there's somebody out there for me. I met this lady now. I've been with her two months. She may be the one because we get along really well. We don't fight. We don't argue. She knows what she look, she's looking for, and she's not playing any games. So we'll see where it goes, but so far, so good. I like what I see and hear, and she likes what she sees and hears, and we get along pretty well so far, and we haven't had any problems, and we're not arguers. We're doers and helpers, and she's the same way, you know, helping people out. So that's just some of my stories, and I probably, probably tell some of these people that are listening to this don't know I'm a Lyft driver uh, before COVID. I haven't driven much since COVID. I don't, I don't want to take anybody in my car that I don't know. Um, but I have some funny, funny Lyft stories. I did about 3,000 rides over three years. It's quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I actually got a, a jacket for them after 1,000 rides, but it took about 12 weeks to get. <laughs> by, by that time, I almost had 2,000, but we won't go there. <laughs> uh, but um, so... What are, uh, well, this is a story I could never forget, and, and it, it just, it's just absurd, in my opinion, but what do I know? I pick up this uh, pretty black woman in um, New Brunswick, New Jersey, if anybody knows where that is, and she's going to, uh, the New Brunswick has the college and the hospital part, and then there's a little seedy part, a little farther away. Now, I, I grew up in the area, so it, it doesn't bother me. I've been in that area many, many times. And um, I was in the car business uh, for about 25 years in different venues, advertising and outside sales and a bunch of other stuff. And you know, she's talking about she wants to buy a car. So I said, listen, if you're going to buy new, if you're going to get a new car, you should lease it because your payments won't be bad. Uh, and if you're going to buy, you know, if you want to use car, then you should buy it. And with that, she says to me, I hope this doesn't offend you. Uh, but I've been leasing out my pussy for years. <laughs> Where did this come from? We're talking about cars. We're talking about cars. Where the hell did this come from? So she gets out. I drop her off and she gets out of the car. And I'm, I'm sitting there like dumbfounded. Like, what the hell? Where did this come from? Now, she was a very pretty black woman who weighed about 320 pounds. So you probably had to roll her up and look for the wet spot, but whatever. But, but where did this come from? We're talking about cars. I mean, I, I was like shocked, just shocked, you know, and 
And then I pick up, I, I pick up this, I pick up this young girl in Plainfield. She's about a hundred pounds. She's about five, six, about a hundred pounds. And she's talking on the phone to her boyfriend. And she says, you know, an older white gentleman picked me up from Lyft. I don't know about older, but I'm, you know, whatever. Um, and then the next thing I hear from her is, you know, uh, now she only, she was only going a half a mile really. So, and I tell you this for a reason, because the next part of it is going to be a little wacky. And so she's talking to him and she says, you know, when we meet up later on, we're going to do the nasty, right? And I guess he must have said, yeah. And the next words out of her mouth were, but you don't like to go down on me. Now, you couldn't wait to get out of the car to tell him this. You couldn't say, hey, let me call you back in a couple of minutes. She was going to the post office, which was half a mile away. You couldn't say like, hey, let me let me call you back when I got out of the car. But she didn't care that I was there, I guess. And just said what was on her mind, you know, like no shame in her game. No. And then it's, this is another funny one I had. Um, I used to drive an Explorer. I don't have an Explorer anymore, but I had an Explorer, a 2013, which is a pretty good size um, car or truck, whatever you want to call it. And um, I pick up this guy and he's, a, he's telling me he's a manager of a, a Zinn burger, which is the natural organic burgers or whatever. And um, he's doing very well with them. And it's a share ride. And I pick up this young couple, about 24, 25 years old. I don't even know if they were that old. And they say to him, would you get in the front? I'm like, you know, my, my back seat can, hit, can sit like four people. I'm really, come on. Anyway, so he gets in the front. And I drop him off. And I say to the couple, I, where, where, by the way, where are you guys going? And they tell me to go into New Brunswick Courthouse that he's got a judgment against him from his ex-wife or his girlfriend about a child. And as I look back, I see that his hand is on her pussy through her pants. And her hand is through his package on his pants. And so whatever, I okay, whatever. I, you got to do that in my car, really? Okay. So um, I get to New Brunswick Courthouse and I drop him off on a side street which is right alongside the courthouse. And he gets out and he has to adjust his underwear. So she was playing with him apparently in the car and his underwear shifted apparently. And I just sat there like, are you kidding me? In my car, you're, let, you're, letting, you're playing with this guy and you're going to court for some kind of judgment about your child support. What, what? I mean, you can't make this up. You really can't, you know? No, so you really can't. Kind of, yeah, that's, that's a lift story, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't really, you know. Is anything else? Let's see. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I owe that guy. I owe that guy. Yeah. I had a guy. I had an Indian guy who tried to scam me. Actually, he gets in the car, and he says, "I put in the wrong, um, the address." Now you can change your address to where you're going through Lyft. So I said, well, you got to call Lyft and change it. Because he was going about seven or eight miles past where he originally put in, which is more money, obviously. And the driver's going to get screwed out of it, obviously. So after driving for a little while, he goes, I, 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 don't, I can't do it. I tried to call them. I tried to contact them. I can't change the address, which I know is full of crap. So I said, listen, I'm not going to leave you on the highway. I'm going to take you to where you are. But they're going to charge you. He goes, no, they're not. Uh, you know, I, I, I've done this before. So me thinking that this guy's done it before, I drop him off and I call up Lyft and I say, listen, the passenger 
put in one address. He claims he couldn't change the address, which I know he can. Um, and um, this $6 ride that he originally called for is now about $15 ride. So he, I got chipped out of nine bucks and you got chipped out of money. And Lyft looks it up and says, you know, this guy, this is the third time this guy tried to do this. He scammed the other two drivers, but apparently you were smart enough to realize that he was trying to scam us and you. So we sent him an email now that he is not allowed to lift to drive with Lyft. We have him blocked on Lyft. He can never <laughs> drive with Lyft again. So I was smart enough to do that. But, you know, I guess the other drivers didn't know or they were new maybe. And so me being a little more seasoned driver, I wasn't taking that bullshit from this guy. So, I mean, what, what is wrong with these people? Why? I mean, you're saving money for over a cab anyway. So why would you try to jip Lyft out of money and the driver out of money? doesn't make sense to me. You know, they're not playing with a full deck, my friend. They're not playing with a full deck. They are not. No. So now I will tell you a few jokes that I don't know if you ever heard, but I'm, they're pretty as hell. Uh, the joke man has revived his joke yeah. telling ability. Yeah, Let's go. Let's go, joke so, man. What do you got, joke man? So this is a good joke, and I, it's a funny joke. I just, I don't know, I thought about it the other day. I don't know why. What did the blonde say to the gynecologist when he told her she was pregnant? Is it mine? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly what he said. Ding, 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 You get a prize for that <laughs> off the first shelf. First shelf. And then, and now this one, this one's a, this one's a really good one. This is a good, this is a good joke. I've told it many, many times, and I, I think it's funny as hell. Um, and this guy comes out of an office building, and he sees his friend on a bench crying his eyes out, and he's like, "What the hell's wrong with you? What are you crying your eyes out for?" I've never seen you like this before. He said, you know, I was messing around with a Chinese girl. Not to pick on Chinese people, but that's the joke, okay? I'm not, I'm, don't be offended by this. It's just, it, it's just a joke. Anyway, and so he said, I, I got the Hong Kong flu. So his friend says, what the hell is that? He goes, well, I've been to six doctors. They tell me they got to cut my, my penis off. And he goes, what? He goes, well, I'm crying because I can't, I'm 25 years old. I'm going to have my penis cut off. I'm going to be castrated. I can't deal with this. So his friend says, listen, you know what? I know this doctor. I guarantee he won't tell you that. So the guy says, quick, give me his number. I got to call him right away. So he, he gets on the phone. He calls the guy. He says, listen, doc, I got to come in. It's an emergency. I got to come in tonight. And I said, listen, you don't understand. I'm booked up six months in advance. No, no, doc, you understand. It's a matter of life and death. I got to come tonight. The doctor says, listen, I close at six. I'm usually here till about seven doing paperwork. Knock on the door around 6.30. I'll let you in and we'll discuss your problem and maybe I can help you out. So about 6.30 comes and he knocks on the doctor's door and the doctor opens up and he says, listen, what, what is your problem here? Why did you have to see me tonight? And he tells him a story that uh, the Chinese, he was fooling out a Chinese girl, got the Hong Kong flu and been to six doctors. They told him he's got to be castrated and he can't deal with it. And the doctor says, listen, go in the examining room Take your clothes off. I'll be in a couple of minutes. So he does. And the doctor comes in, examines him. And the doctor says, listen, get dressed. I'm going to go sit at my desk. So the guy comes into the doctor's office. After getting dressed, his shirt's half unbuttoned. His jeans aren't zipped up. You know, he's like, he's like, he's trying to get to find out what this doctor's going to tell him. He says, hey, doc, you got to cut it off? He goes, no, leave it, leave it alone. A few days it'll fall off. <laughs> <laughs> That is a very good joke. And now this this joke is borrowed from Buddy Hackett. 
and I give him credit for it. I just heard it the other day. I forgot all about it. I did hear it years ago. So this this guy goes to a doctor, and he says, "Doctor, I've been talking like this my whole life, and I want to talk normal." So the doctor says, "Go in the exam room. Let me see if I can examine you." So he examines the guy. He says, "You know, your voice. You know, I, you know, I can do a transplant, but I noticed while I was doing the examination." that you're very well endowed more than most men you know your, your schlong comes down to your almost your knees it's incredible so he says i can do a transplant where you could talk normal so he does the transplant and after about a month the guy comes back hey doc everything's great man i got this great voice but i like to go back to the way i was the doctor says i don't think i can do that <laughs> 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 and that was borrowed from from Buddy Hackett. I thought it was a, f- a very funny joke there. Classic, classic, classic Buddy Hackett. Yes, yes, you can't go wrong with Buddy Hackett. That's, Buddy that's Hackett was true. a great storyteller. He knew how to tell a story, but some of his stories you you have to visually see, you know. Um, but he was a great storyteller, and he knew how to tell stories. So I think that's about it for me for tonight. Well, I want to thank you tonight for coming on with me and my co-host. And let's drum up a little business with this uh, channel. People out there. We're going to try and be on every Thursday night at 9 o'clock. The The BS show with Steph and the G-Man. Right. And right now we're going to take it away with a little musical karaoke and an ending. So, Alan, my friend. uh, Happy ending. It's been wonderful tonight, a little uh, preview to where we're going with this. So I will talk to you, and we'll see you next Thursday. Have a happy day. Thank you.
Oh, folks.